<laughs> so welcome oh. to our re regrounding recommitment to our last sip series. Um, recommitment. I like that. Yeah. Regrounding in the birth child of our podcast, which was, you know, your two juicy Jews. Yeah. She Jews. Regrounding. Is yes. that, I like that. We need to maybe coin that. I don't think that's an actual word, but I like it. Reground. It's lingo from my job. It, oh Sorry. God. But I, but I love it though. I'm sorry. I love it, no, and I, 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 sorry. And we never even mentioned where hero works and I'm not going to mention it right now, but I just threw my head back. and was like, of course that yeah. company has, did they, is that a word that they created? I don't know. Uh, probably. Sorry. I'm so, <laughs> so bad. It, no, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not a word that they created for sure. I mean, it's a word in the dictionary, but whether is it, is it a real word? Reground. Yeah. Mm. Like, I mean, that's like, you know, re solidified or reinforced, rerooted. Oh, I guess. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. I don't know why it is. It seems like a, like a, not a real word. Reground. No, no, no. It sounds, it I sounds, guess, yeah. Because you think about like rebound, I think that's probably why. And I just think about grounding, maybe because people don't use it very often. You think about to ground oneself, to get grounded. You don't talk about regrinding. Yeah. <laughs> regrounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just uh, cut that whole thing out. I was wrong. Or maybe I'll just admit it right now. I was wrong. It's a real word. It's in the dictionary. It's a verb uh, to ground again. Real news. Real mm -hmm, news. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. There you go. To start something new again. Um, yeah. So let's 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 do it. Let's do it. Welcome to the last sip. I'm here, Zach Seiko Prince, and I'm Rachel Leia Rosen. I never say my middle name, but there you go, Rachel you Leia go. Rosen. Although I did say it in one of the last episodes, we talked to Leia Leia Lax. We, but we yeah. also introduced ourselves like that in our very first episode, so I thought it would be fitting. Uh, you're so good at rem I don't remember that. I don't it's remember that. Because they've watched over yes. listen to our podcast. This is our ASMR reminder. It's because Hero is our biggest fan, not our only fan. Thank goodness, but... And we're not talking about OnlyFans.com. Oh, okay. Are we going to talk about that on the podcast at all? Oh, okay. No, no, no. My eyes are closed now. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. So I don't know what he's it. doing. I don't so know what he's... the sensation in your body. Okay. Wow. <laughs> we do have topics we, we, we want to talk about this episode. <laughs> and my eyes are still closed. I know you're not, if you're listening to this, you're like, why is Rachel cringing? Or sounds like she's cringing if you're just listening. You can watch it on, on YouTube. Okay, now my eyes are open again. Um, yeah. Uh, for this episode, I'm sitting on my floor. Love that. I'm sitting at the desk because I've been sitting at the desk all day working, doing other stuff for my my I shouldn't say my real job, my job that I get paid for to do. And uh I needed to sit somewhere else. So yeah, this is I'm just gonna lounge lounge on my green couch that Love it. Miss uh Chef Christina Wilson will one day <laughs> I don't think she'll ever listen to this, but we joked about that. <laughs> that she'll this is her room. Yes. From Hell's Kitchen, Chef Christina yes. Wilson. Um so let's let's get into well okay sure. the, the first thing I'll just say um, is uh, follow us on on Instagram if you don't already so getting underscore juicy at getting underscore juicy and uh, the reason why I say that is because every Tuesday or so or the beginning of the week and I did this today for the first time um, one of us will pose uh or remind you to pose a question and tell you who our next guest is going to be that we will be recording with if, if it's just here and i or if it actually is um someone else we're recording with and we will we'll pose the question to you in our comments and instagram to ask if there was a question you want to ask us or ask our guest and I'll, i will mention who that guest will be then we will um actually record it and ask the guest or or ask us in these recordings and then we will um uh, you'll you'll know the answer once you, once you actually get to listen or watch the episode. So that's just a new totally. segment. Um, as as of today, because I, I did it a little late, I guess. Really, um, no questions yet. So we'll see as we start recording this. Maybe someone will have a question. Whatever. Yeah. This is new, right? So, yeah. Um, my question for you, hero, would be: How are you? And uh, do you want to dive into our one of our topics already? Yeah. Maybe that has something to do with how you are. Who knows? 
Yeah, for sure. I would say I am feeling a little bit fatigued. Um, Happy to be here in the moment and to just chat, connect, be together as two people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Week's been... I don't know how tomorrow's Wednesday already. I think that's a good way to put it. And my work week is Sunday to Thursday. So I'm like mm. already midway through my week. And it's like, how did this happen already? You know, like mentally, I'm just thinking, is this, am I in a time warp? Did this happen? But it's What's a good, is, it, is that a good thing though? Because you've been, I mean, it sounds like you've been so busy. Maybe you haven't been able to be present necessarily, but at least it's not like, oh God, this week is going like lasting forever. And I don't want to go to work tomorrow, but right. Right. Yeah. And not just in terms of work, but yes, work for sure being a staple for all of our jobs. Most of our life, we have to work um, or choose to work, but usually have to work. No, have to. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I find it's one of those things where like your brain is just in the flow. You're in a flow or you're just going through the motions. But at the same time, further point, sometimes you feel less present because you're just able to just get into that rhythm and you can forget, oh, wait a second, mm. like I'm actually breathing. I'm actually here. Oh, wait, my feet are touching the ground. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I'm actually talking to another human that has a brain and a heart, hopefully, you know? So I'm feeling a little worn out, but good night's rest tonight. Hopefully that'll take care of it. So mm-hmm. how are you feeling? Well, that's, uh, I'm okay. It's it's good that you said that. You know, I think that uh, these days there's, there's so much, not just in our own immediate worlds that, we're living day to day, you know, physically with, but virtually speaking, there's a lot of shit. There's a lot of stuff going on. Right. So um, how present can we, can we really be when there's so many different things coming at us from all different directions? And Mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely something that, you know, every day I think about actually, and this is, I don't know if this is on as all, all kind of on topic, I guess, because we're talking about, um, the brain connection to and the body connection to what we're going through every day. Are we actually experiencing it? Are we only experiencing part of it? I mean, I don't know, but uh, today I was actually at my RMT, my massage therapist this morning. And I said something about something that I was concerned about. And cause we have a pretty open relationship about talking, which is great. And she said, well, Rachel, but it sounds like you're, you're making this decision or you're thinking about this with your head. What does your heart say? I'm like, thank you for reminding me that because lately, and to answer your question, this is a long way around, but I feel like, you know, especially with mental health and anxiety, you get so stuck in your head and you start to even make decisions based on that, which a lot of the time your mind is, um, is telling, is basing things on past experiences because that's all it knows right sure and reacting and and making decisions but if you go into your heart more or less that's usually feeling based right so it's how you're feeling now in the present moment usually usually i don't know yeah yeah yeah. it was just it was a good observation that she had and just made me stop and be like you're right i i uh, my answer to what I was stressed about actually would have been different if I had answered with my heart rather than my than my head Sure. So, um, yeah. Well, how, how often do you find that you are, we're usually really cerebral in our thoughts and deep thinkers and all those things, but how often do you find you are truly leading from your heart as opposed to your head? Oh, not often. Hmm. <laughs> For me, at least not often. Yeah. Um, another question. Comment. Yeah. Just cause I have been going through some more kind of anxiety Lately, and it comes and goes, but someone, some another question someone asked was, if you weren't, if you weren't in your head, how would you feel? And I'm like, I would feel free, Mm. you know? And it was just like a pause. And I'm like, wow, that weight just was lifted off my shoulders. It's just, you know, all those kinds of things. So yeah, lots of just rest- always just restructuring thoughts and um it's a lot of CBT is really cognitive behavioral therapy type stuff. Um so, yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, now that we've kind of mm-hmm. checked in because Rachel and I naturally can go on tangents and that's part of what gives us 
the charm that we have for lack of better terms. But we also want to make sure that we're addressing as we love to again reground um with is <laughs> mental health and neurodiversity and then the lifestyles we live and how our daily life and society is revolved around that because mm-hmm. it's literally the through line of everything that we do in our life and we want to make sure that we're continuously representing and advocating for people like us who are uh, who are also living with it and maybe don't always feel comfortable speaking of it and also having others to relate to on it well and that and that brings you know up Uh, something I was wanting to maybe talk about is people that are bringing these things to the forefront, including ourselves, but big name people that are, that are creating these um, not just like, you know, Instagram stories or, um, you know, TikTok, short TikTok videos about, you know, oh, this is what I went through today. This is very real, but I'm talking like, like huge documentaries now. So for example, Selena Gomez just came out with a documentary and I, now I forget what it's called, something to do with her mind, but basically just completely open book about her struggles and open about being like, yeah, I, I committed, I was committed to, um, a hospital for my mental health and ended up getting a diagnosis of bipolar, uh, oh. Yeah, it talks about like uh just really like putting it out there. She has a I think started a couple years ago an organization um for mental health um as well. And I oh I'm so bad. I I got I should look up what those those are called. Maybe I'll we'll put it in the show notes. But right. um and then and then another new one that just came out, I think it I think it just came out like on Netflix in the past week, is by Jonah Hill. And Jonah Hill, um actually the whole documentary is him and his therapist. His therapist oh, is with him in the documentary talking about his experience. So, I mean, you think about talking to your therapist and it's very, you know, um, confidential, right? So this yeah. is like really like his, I don't, I haven't seen it. So I don't really know. Yeah. Obviously I feel like maybe his therapist, obviously he won't disclose like everything they talk about, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, um, you know, first person, like this is, this is me, this is what I've gone through, but this is the person that's, that's assisted me through the way and knows like every single deep, dark secret I've taught, told him over the years. So what, what am I getting at? Um, I guess I'm, I'm definitely seeing just as an observation, seeing a heck of a lot more of this come up with like really big names and the, the most vulnerable, vulnerable to use that word again. I know we used a lot, but that they can be, um, it's, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Like it, it truly is, you know, and I hope that I hope it doesn't become like, I hope it does help people, but I also hope, and I haven't seen a lot of them, but they don't I hope they don't make it super Hollywood and glossy and shiny. Like I hope they do keep it, you know, raw and, and real mm. so that people can still relate to it. So what, I don't know, what are your thoughts? I don't know if you've seen any of these or no, I haven't. Yeah, but I feel like I read some kind of headline on my Instagram about the Jonah Hill one because there was something about like you know the therapist is actually in it and you're yeah. getting this different perspective and it's very candid and raw and you know meant to show like what people actually go through. Um, so I mean, with that respect, mm-hmm. I think it's powerful to see people who are again looked up to or seeing that they are invincible, they're invulnerable, that they have everything together. Most often they actually are the ones that have it the least together and have the amount of stress from Hmm. probably before they were known publicly, but then the aftermath of also being known publicly and then having others look up to them in such a general way, or sometimes Mm -hmm. a niche way, if they brand themselves like that from the get-go, it puts an immense immense amount of stress emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically. And then eventually what are they going to do? You know, they're people. So I think this helps to shed light and realize there's people first and then what they do is is secondary to who they actually are outside of their role, which is how I've always looked at people who are of a certain spotlight. So, yeah. And so with that, with that said, like, you know, how much, how much they do struggle, like, okay, it's not that they're ungrateful for their status of what they have right Mm -hmm. now necessarily, but because going back to Selena Gomez one for a sec, uh, just because I recently watched it a couple days ago, and there most of it, she just she looked miserable, like she was just like and lonely, like so mm. so known around the world, but yet so goddamn lonely, um, and uh, stressed, scared, and all the things, um, but mostly just, I mean, I. I would never want to live that way. Like she can, can you imagine? I mean, she, 
And, and they even, they, they even showed a, a clip from maybe a couple of years ago where she was driving in a car and the paparazzi are still like these days, like chasing them, like tailing them in their car and snapping photos. It's just like, it's bonkers. It's bonkers, but yeah, it's fans like, too. It's not just, you know, it's, but yeah. good Lord. I mean, just leave them alone. They're human. They- what a weird life to live. What a strange life to live. Like not being able to leave your house without you know, being swarmed by people. Oh, it's very isolating. And asking for, yeah, asking for all the attention or your attention. Anyway. And that's why, again, a lot of these people live in such gated gated or private communities. Mm-hmm. Not only do they want privacy and they can afford to live in such a status of a home, but I would assume a lot of it is for their own sense of privacy and having a life that's not revolved around <clears throat> their life unless if they're out of their home and they're doing their job. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's anyway, that was, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, and then, you know, like mind body connection, um, you know, when you're, when you're stressed and you're feeling certain ways. And of course she had, she she has lupus and her lupus was flaring up. I didn't know she had a kidney transplant from her best, best friend gave her one of her, she ended up being a match, which was like, anyway, very interesting things. I just, that I I actually didn't know. Cause I don't really follow her necessarily. I, Mm -hmm. I respect her. I think she's she's seems pretty cool but anyway so then just the mind body connection your mind gets so taken by all this the shit that's going on your body responds and your body shuts down too right yeah for sure it does so it's um yeah it's anyway that was just that was one one thing that's just like more current that i've just noticed lately yeah and uh yeah so when, who are some other people that you've noticed, whether they're people that you've always looked up to or, and they've mentioned a couple of these people actually, even in the past, like how these people helped you get through some tougher times when you were younger mm. in music, especially, mm. um, how, who are there any other people that you can think of who you really admire, appreciate that also live with similar conditions or related conditions that you live with and that have helped you kind of almost navigate indirectly through your own walk of life that's a really good question hmm that's a really good that's uh you know uh, i wouldn't say anyone who i can't off the top of my head think of anybody who is quote unquote famous necessarily like i start to think of more you know friends and family and people that are close to me perhaps um because What's interesting is what what some this, the more specific type of anxiety that I live with um, that I have for many years now is health anxiety. So just being you know fearful of um, basically being incapacitated or eventually getting incapacitated by any symptom or things that I have, and just going to the worst case scenario mm-hmm. and repeating that over and over so that it becomes very like OCD behavior. So it's not quite like, and you're like, oh, it's like Howie Mandel. It's not, maybe it's not quite like Howie Mandel. Like he's, he's a bit more like, you know, touching services and germs and stuff like that, where maybe he does go internally with, um, you know, I've got this symptom. Oh God, it's gotta be cancer. Like right away it's cancer. And then, you know, talk to my doctor. Like, I don't know how many times a week I don't, unless you can think of somebody, I don't really know many people in the spotlight, so to speak, that talk about that very specific type of anxiety. There's a lot of, mm. um, you know, bipolar, there's not to say a lot. This sounds like, it sounds like I'm saying like, this is the uncommon type of anxiety and those are common. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to say. I just sure. can't think of somebody um, off the top of my head that with your question about someone that might've gone through like a very similar situation and, you know, kind right. of that's, risen that's a, above. Well, no, that's a smart clarification because what you spoke of is something that is very personal to yourself i was thinking more general in terms of anxiety depression um mood disorders things like that mm-hmm. and i know like people like Beth naked are really big influences mm-hmm. for you or sarah mclaughlin um, or alanis morissette not as much i i don't really know much about biff does she go through that stuff i think alanis morissette definitely more yeah. She's I don't know awesome. much about Biff's. I mean, Biff went through, like, of course, having cancer and went through some other things. Then I would imagine, uh, presumably, that she would have had, she probably does live with some mental health stuff as well. Yeah. Based Do you on know her what's music. more lately, whom I, who, who's been helping me more are people that 
maybe haven't directly experienced things, but people that more of a scientific background, neuroscientists. So I've been like listening to a lot more um, that maybe can help me explain or describe on a more scientific level exactly what's going through me, because that to me is much more tangible and something I can grasp onto. Whereas like, you know, bodily symptoms and those things, it's like, you can't really, sometimes you can't really explain them or they might be kind of, um, what's the word, uh, irrational, so to speak. Like they're not necessarily rational, but the science behind it is much more rational. So there's, um, a guy named Andrew Huberman and Huberman, he's got a podcast and he, um, he's a neuroscientist and he talks all about the mental health and health in general, really like Mm. all kinds of health related things. Speaking of which now, and I do want to ask you the same question, but mm-hmm. just because I mentioned um, the Huberman podcast, it's called the Huberman Lab or something along those lines. Okay. There's a more recent episode about meditation. Hmm. Okay. And he talks about something that I never really thought of meditation in these terms, but it's, ooh, oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Ex- not extrovert, but ex- extroteric and introteric. Extro. Hmm. Uh, oh my god i'm gonna ex exoteric oh crap or like an introvert intro of an extra of oh my god i totally just butchered that I've, I've got it on my piece of paper but anyway the point is that there are people that are more introverted with their with their um thoughts like they're more like myself like basically everything that has to do with my anxiety is all most of it's internal. So like, I'm very in touch with like my body, any sort of like internal in, in inner symptoms or things that I'm feeling based. Right. So someone like myself, and I've always practiced a lot of that, like internal meditation where it's like body scans or, you know, focus on this part of your body, breathe into this part of your body. But what I learned is that might not be the best for me because I'm already in that state. So sometimes that might heighten it. So hmm. someone like myself might actually be more beneficial to do that kind of external type meditation where it's like maybe with my eyes open and actually try to get myself out of my body and my mind where some, a lot, maybe some people are opposite. They need to get into their body and mind. I need to get more focused on what's happening externally and do that kind of meditation. So that was a huge takeaway for me. I never thought of it that way before. Hmm. So yeah, so those types of things have been more helpful. So well, anyway, to add to that though, you think about the activities you love to do that give you peace and calm, like on the water and the forest and the mountains. That's your meditation, and you don't necessarily label it as such, but that is your meditation, no, and that's, that's how you describe true. it when you're doing it to me as well. That's true, but I just think about like traditional meditation when you're in yeah. your home. But yes, you're right. Back. That's yeah. you're totally right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to flip that, to flip this whole question on to you mm-hmm. now, if they're even, maybe it's something you're going through now. Cause I know you, I know we haven't really mentioned this in this podcast episode, but just about your own um, journey with um, neurodiversity, autism, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Is there, maybe there's someone new now that you are learning from right. um, perhaps, or maybe, or you can talk about someone from the past that has helped you kind of get to where you are up to you (laughs) yeah 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 um i would say to the to the former i guess um in terms of people who have helped me get to where i am to understand what's going on like there are some really great people um that are on instagram that i follow now that have some incredible tools and skills and uh, very digestible content. And I share on my personal Instagram um, more frequently now, and I wasn't before, but I'm coming so-called coming out more and feeling more um, comfortable sharing resources that are related to neurodiversity, autism, and um, NVLD and letting people look at that story. And if they choose to like the post or if they choose to look at it, that's up to them. But mm-hmm. I have the ability to not put much effort other than to see something flash up that stands out to me and then share it. And mm-hmm. so, uh, so who are those, those people? Yeah. Forget their names, but uh, one of them is called lived experience educator. 
um, your name is Sunny Jane is their name. They're non-binary. And mm-hmm. I actually bought their digital dialectical behavior therapy, which is the therapy I did, um, which is the sister therapy to DBT or to CBT, sorry. Yeah, right. And right. Uh, yeah, and so Sunny wrote a book of theirs that's um, physical and digital. So I bought the digital version. And I read through it a little bit, and that was really helpful because it's made within mind for those that are neurodiverse, because there are some areas of DBT and CBT that are not very neurodiverse friendly or forward thinking. Mm. So some of the pillars are untouched, but then there are some mindfulness elements or some interpersonal effectiveness module things that have been updated for those that might be neurodiverse. So I really appreciate such a consistently focused approach to something that really helps people like myself understand things that normally might have had trouble when we were in these trainings or these um, adult-based group therapies 12 years ago. Um, So that's really great. As far as other people, you're really in tune with like pop culture and people like on talk shows and celebs and um, not in a gossipy way. No, no, no. Oh no! Oh, downtown living. Sorry, that's the <laughs> siren in the background. I barely heard that. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Um. So I mean, like in terms of my influences and interests and stuff, it's definitely been from like who I just mentioned, like uh, lived experience educator. Um. There's neurodivergent rebel on Instagram as well, or neurodivergent underscore rebel. Um. I can't remember. It's hard to answer because I don't have anyone in mind that I can think of, like a, in terms of pop culture or even yeah, in, pers- in my personal life or in my past have, work. It doesn't work have life. It doesn't have to be. But actually, you made a you made a good point about you know you brought something up that was more fresh and because at first you said like somebody who had influenced you necessarily or sort of like almost in the past, but then you ended up bringing um, up somebody who's more current. Oh right, right, which right. is interesting because you know we're always progressing and everything's always changing and the literature is always changing. So something that didn't necessarily, or that might maybe helped you before has either um, maybe has uh, improved now or, or it's not really, you know, it just doesn't make sense. It's not current anymore necessarily, which that definitely could be the, the case because, you know, things are changing so rapidly and discoveries are being made. People are, you know, more open about this and that and all those things. So, um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, when you said about like, oh, you know, people that maybe would have helped you in the past, like you mentioned Biff Naked and those people, like, I don't really think about them anymore because I guess I'm, I'm at a different point in my life. And when I think, when I look back to back on it, I don't really feel like, I mean, I guess think, you know, those, those kinds of people maybe helped in the moment briefly, but not really for the long term necessarily. And I just feel like um, now there's, there's just a lot more literature and things are just a lot more updated than, than right. they were. like a heck of a lot more eggs. For example, what yeah. you said about neurodiversity and, you know, the literature actually now being more um, not acceptable. Um, it's, it's more, it's more acknowledged and also yeah. more um, there's more association to such terminology and language. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, which is wonderful. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Ugh, I think and it then, makes a big difference. Yeah, it does. And then and then there's on the on the far end of the spectrum, it's like ugh, sometimes and I hate to say this sometimes because I, I'm I'm not against freedom of speech. This is not what I'm just gonna preface that, but I feel like not everyone necessarily should be given a full platform and open range. And there's and I know you said I'm more like in tune with maybe pop culture, the things that are happening in the news today. Um, but there, there has been so much uh, lately where, and I'm just going to say it, predominantly men have been yeah. given a platform and a mic and open range to say whatever the fuck they want to say. And yes, I they've know. been criticized and yes, they've, you know, they've, okay, but it's, a lot like do you know what i'm saying do you know what i'm kind of no do you know what i'm getting at i don't really it's funny and this is where on the podcast here doesn't i don't i'm just gonna put words in your mouth perhaps but you don't really seem to have a problem with bringing up controversial subjects no and i still do like i'm like oh god like what if somebody what if i 
offend somebody or I don't want to blah, 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 blah. Like there's a lot of right. touch. Cause there's a lot of touchy subjects these days yeah. too. And then they and don't there's need the to whole cancel culture and bubble, like yeah. all that stuff. And then right? they don't need to listen or watch or subscribe to our podcast, but they also don't need to, they can like send as much you as you want to comment on. That's fine. Whether we yeah. need it or not, it- that's our control. Secondly, it's okay to have that sense of discretion because it shows we have a conscience. But most importantly though, is the purpose of having a podcast or being on a streaming series platform like Netflix or Hulu or Crave is that's why people are going on those platforms now because there's way less red tape to be on like a broadband yeah, network because you true. can swear, you can talk about things. There is labels and warnings about um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, subjective mm-hmm. matters and stuff. Right? Yeah. And there's so many podcasts oh, out there. So God. many. So if someone doesn't resonate with something that they chose to listen to and didn't pay to listen to then that's not our responsibility (laughs) no and and the reason why i brought this up because you're talking we're talking about um you know things being more accessible and yeah and then i just kind of went i'm going in the other direction of uh there have been a lot of and again a lot of men lately they've been coming out with not just documentaries but um, well, mostly documentaries and podcast platforms and things giving their opinions on, and I don't know if you've heard this lately on what is a woman. Wow. Um, and there's a, I don't even really want to plug this person, but there is a new documentary called what is a woman and made by a man, a very, popular person and uh what i find what my point is what i find interesting is a lot of these questions are being raised because of what's very like what what i think should be out there in communities talking about and giving voices to the trans community right and so now it's like these cis males are asking the question well what is a woman so fucked and what i find just interesting is though it's all men that are asking this question wow it's all men it's not there's no like as far as i've seen there's no women that are asking the question so yeah why do you think that is i think it just comes down to like bigotry patriot um patriotism all the feelings of like men have the need or the feeling that they need to assert their dominance or put their first their foot forward in front of someone else's and Mm -hmm. the scapegoat tends to be the opposite gender for whatever reason they're raised to think if they were raised in such a conservative way that women are less um, powerful or you know, they have less superiority or they don't have the same level of intelligence or are not worthy of earning the same amount of money for a lifestyle. I don't know what, these are just things that I'm thinking of that are very old school, traditional ways that men have been conditioned some way, somehow by their dads or their parents that might've been raised in the generation prior and they didn't evolve for their upbringing. I mean, there's your guess is as good as mine yeah and i guess and and then i think that perhaps women aren't really asking that question because it's like that, well, like why does anyone care well, exactly that that's, point, that's like, exactly why does it matter and it's actually like, that's 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 interesting that you said that because in this particular documentary and my curiosity got the better of me people i did yeah. watch i fast forwarded qu- through quite a bit of it because it was so cringe uh, a sure. lot of it was but it was interesting because uh, most people their question is why do you care and why oh. do you need to know and so it's funny that you say that the other interesting thing is the way this person posed the question was was not like it was just that one question what is a woman it wasn't like i want to know this because or um and it was said with such um there wasn't even any compassion behind it at all. It was just said like super dry. It was just, it's your delivery too. Right. And I think that was, that was probably on purpose too, to, you know, try to get a certain reaction. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But the, one of the worst parts about it is he ends up going to um, 
the woman's march wearing a sign that says what is what is a woman question mark because he's trying to you know instigate and ask these questions but yeah again it was just like infiltrating get in i'm like what oh i don't know I, that's really I don't bizarre even, my brain is still trying to compute all of yeah. it and trying to wrap my head around all the weird stuff that's going on right now from kanye <laughs> to like <laughs> oh my gosh to Dave Chappelle, because apparently I don't. Did you hear about this on the weekend on SNL? What did he do now? Well, see, I don't know. I don't, and I, I can't really comment because I didn't. First of all, I didn't watch it. I just saw a headline, and I don't really trust headlines because obviously they're just taking out. Clickbait. You know, they're it's it's exactly that's exactly what it is. Um, a fair something like apparently what he had planned on doing for his monologue. I think he kind of skirted around or went went around people's backs and didn't actually do the plan monologue and did something that he sure wanted to say and it was something to do with responding to the connie thing and making some jokes um kind of at the expense of jews again oh my god it was one of those um and i'm just i'm paraphrasing because i honestly haven't seen it but i yep. did see there's a few you know jewish communities that um that i do follow on instagram or that follow us and they posted a few things like you know like i you know or something like i used to actually like dave Chappelle, but not anymore like those yeah. kinds of things so yeah so platform and then you know elon musk wants to make twitter even more of an open free speech platform i don't know like uh, what are your thoughts what are your thoughts i think ben on people your- being yeah, I'm sorry. And like, just, I guess to finish that, what are your thoughts on even on these platforms, people being, um, their accounts being suspended or because of what, like, what do you, what do you think? To clarify, are you saying that their accounts have been suspended? For yeah, their, yeah, yeah, their yeah. Right speaking in the yeah. such a way. Yeah, yeah. And these, these, these Yeah, like Kanye. You, yeah. Yeah, I think Like, that- what do you th- you know. I think they deserve to be canceled or to be suspended just because they have are of a certain status or popularity Me and too. might drive traffic yeah. to a platform that might make the platform money. That doesn't exempt them from uh, any other rights than some other person on the street. Conduct is conduct. Yeah, and I think just it. There's always this this line about how far is too far with um, freedom of speech, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's one of those and, things where it's like you. Sh- it, I'm sorry to say, I hate saying the word "should" because "should" is a judgment. You should. Know I know better. I don't like that. Yeah, but you yeah. would hope to know better. You would hope to know the audience that's going to be reading it, no matter how specific or general it may be, or watching if it's a video that you're putting up and you're speaking to that camera, mm-hmm. and know that when you put something out, it's out there. It's mm-hmm. out there, mm-hmm. and the more reach you have and the more people that follow you you continue to end up having more potential for backlash and causing harm yeah like i think it's important to debate i think it's important for people to have differing opinions i think all of those things are important but i think when it comes down to just outright hate Mm -hmm. and racism and that shit yeah like the world just doesn't need to have that no, i agree it doesn't i mean it's that just that's not it's just not necessary or you know feel free to to spew that shit but just don't do it to the masses or to where you know you're you're literally tainting you know the the air or the energy of the fucking internet in the world essentially well yeah and also i mean people these people don't we don't know where this information is going we don't know what um, systems digitally are being monitored that we have no idea we can take as much pro- um, protection and co- precaution as we wish to have our information private or mm-hmm. uh, secure but we obviously don't know shit unless if we work in those cloud systems if we work in that infrastructure on a high operations level we don't know what's going on I think you just have to assume that everything is public yep pretty much pretty I, I much. hate you know yeah honestly yeah. like so, so with that said you know whatever these these kind of platforms um or for example and you never sometimes you don't really know 
what kind of privacy settings you're like, oh, I'm pretty sure I put that privacy setting on. Yeah. By the way, folks. Okay. So this is, this is an example. So I, um, hmm, when was this? It was like closer to the beginning of the pandemic and, um, I'm not going to get into details, but like, okay, never mind. Okay. I'm, I'm rewinding. I'm rewinding, backtracking. I'm not going to, okay. Closer to the beginning of the pandemic. I was watching um, a Facebook live of the anxiety guy. So the anxiety guy, we've had him on our podcast, actually in the early days, he's fantastic. If you need any resources, if you're struggling with anxiety, depression, um, actually he used to have a whole podcast on health anxiety. Okay. There, there goes, he was an influence to me like in positive Mm, way. (laughs) Um, So he had this Facebook live going on. People were able to interact with him, ask him questions, um, comment on things that he was saying. And um, I just assumed that when I comment on things on a, on a Facebook live that, and my privacy settings on Facebook are like, you know, you, they're not, I'm not, I don't have a public profile on pay, on Facebook. I do on Instagram, not on Facebook. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I comment on something and I mentioned something that's going on in my life in this private group and quotations, what I'm doing air quotes right now, private private group on a Facebook live and about 30 minutes go by or an hour. And my husband texts me and says, um, so-and-so just saw that you are, are this and this, like, you know, I didn't realize that you were going to say this publicly. Like it was probably something to do with like something that we were going through, which therefore Uh... to do with my mental health. So like his, a friend or a cousin wrote him saying, Hey, Ra- I saw Rachel just commented this. And I was just like, Whoa. Okay. That's freaky. Yeah. Number one, yeah. that's freaky because this person that somehow saw my comment out there that was quite personal. Um, this person wasn't a part of this Facebook live. So they, they didn't have, first they didn't have access. Oh, so they saw the after reel. They Where saw the people show like the commentary that comes. No, up. but he doesn't follow this person. This is what okay. I'm saying. Doesn't follow the person. Doesn't have. Didn't have access to the live. I think what it, what would have happened for some reason. I don't know how he ended up seeing my comment, but maybe it went somehow went on my on my wall or like you know Rachel or like you know Rachel just commented on this. Oh, like your activity. What you my activity doing. or like Rachel, and then it went on my Facebook wall, I guess, oh, no. or my feed, my feed, right? Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. My point is, I thought this was a very, and then I went through and I was like, oh shit. And so I I ended up actually writing the anxiety guy saying, hey, just so you, just so you know, like a lot of these things that people are commenting, they're thinking this is all a private kind of chat and they're, they're really disclosing a lot of information about themselves. Maybe you want to make it like known or just kind of remind people, check your Facebook settings or, you know, so and I'm I'm assuming that they responded back and were. I forget were the, this was a couple of years ago, but um, yeah, I think he was on. just like, "Oh my gosh, thank you for, you know, reminding me. I'll remind people or something, whatever it was." But um, yeah, yeah. yeah, not to free people out. But I mean, no, no, just, but it, I'm just saying, it, even it happened. Yeah, and you can go through all those, you know, trying to set those privacy settings and all that kind of stuff. So, and I just recall right after that, you know, where something that was supposed to be helpful for me ended up being a bit more, ended up driving the anxiety more, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. So then I was like, delete, delete, delete. Like, where do I find that information? And anyway. Yeah. So, but again, but a very nice way to kind of hit home on discretion, privacy, um, being open in the public for people to see your information and understanding that, you may not realize who is seeing or receiving these inform- pieces of information that you're sharing. And just, again, being really clear, okay, are you comfortable sharing this? And if you're comfortable sharing it, are you comfortable with the fact that perhaps others are going to be seeing it somewhere, even if mm-hmm. you may change your permission settings? And, mm-hmm. you know, like a good example is, uh, you know, when you ask someone for their email in a setting where they know that they might get spammed with a newsletter, they might get spammed with promotional mm-hmm. emails, right? And they're very like quick to say, no, mm-hmm. I don't want to give you my mm-hmm. email. And then I have to, I'll say, totally get it. It's just for you to have transaction information for you. It's, it's nothing else. And there are some other um, supports with that if that helps you. 
that's still fine if you don't want to give it. I just want to preface it. The reason why you're saying no is because of being inundated with information you don't want to have in your inbox. We're not doing that. And most of the time, it lets them disarm. They're like, oh, okay, well, if I'm not getting that, that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? So it's mm-hmm. interesting how our society, whether if it's like what you gave or something that might happen like at a grocery store or at a department store or whatever, and you're like, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have that? And everyone's like, because yeah, everybody, we live in an age and it's ironic because I work in advertising, online digital advertising, where we set up tracking to track people and, you know, they're then remarket to people or retarget people who have purchased or who is, we're living in an age where you're being tracked everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It's very sad. And also yeah. just, and unfortunately you can't, it's, it's almost, almost impossible to get away from it. Even if you think you are, even if you're not on social media, I mean, cause you're going to have an email address. Like you just said, like, I don't really know. I don't know anyone who doesn't have an email address at this point mm, yeah. in the game. Yeah. Um, or your, your phone number, your cell phone's being numbers being tracked and yeah. you don't even, you're like, how the hell are that? Like, you know, Oh yeah. I don't know. I don't know anyone who is, who has not received either some sort of fake text message or phone call. It's, it's a lot. And with it that being said, guess where my anxiety is now? It's <laughs> just talking about this stuff. <laughs> right. Is that in relation uh, to the so context how- or anecdotally? Not to dive back into that, but just to clarify, is that from the anecdotes that you shared about the examples of where you No, just, this? just. Is this from the subject matter? At the subject matter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. How can okay. it not? How can it not? I mean, it's like I don't know because I'm I'm like completely neutral right now. So I just think it's interesting, like the, that, scene, the yeah. contrast of yeah, how yeah, our brains yeah. are. Whereas and I'm how- very much like, yeah, no, oh. that's, that's very true. But also, I don't think I've had experiences where I've been like, oh my gosh, this happened, and now I have to do this or do that. Yeah, or I need to bring so. It's about personal experiences, I find, and how we relate to them. I think that's. I'm also very, very sensitive to everything. So, like, I'll get easily triggered by my, um, not fight or flight system, but I've just, I, uh, your nervous system can, yeah, be, my nervous system reacts to a lot of things. So, that's, uh, yeah, mine does too. But for some reason, in this dialogue right now, mine's not. Maybe I'm just too tired right now. That might be why. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. It's totally fine. I love the fact I was thinking before we started recording, I'm thinking this is the perfect time to record because I'm legitimately in a place where I feel fatigued. I feel a little bit out of it, but that's who that's my natural state. And that's what I thrive on people being able to experience is you and me in our state of beings, regardless of the states we are in when we are recording with a guest or without a guest. Yeah. Because you know what the way I the way I took that was that your your natural state typically is that you're fatigued and out of it. But I think you just meant no, natural I mean, I mean in right this now, moment right now. In this yeah, moment. yeah, yeah, yeah. In this yeah. moment. But like the fact that you can show up as you are and it's fine. And that's the tone that we've set for ourselves is just to be here and however you show up is okay. Like it's just nothing wrong if you're feeling a little bit out of it. Like that's yeah real it's being human being human exactly because exactly. it's like because like when you listen to other podcasts or um go to other tv shows or whatever it's always very not pre-hearsed but there's a sense of like it's the same intro or it's the same outro it's the same welcome to this welcome to that i'm so and so blah 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 and then okay let's dive in what's going on and where it's like with you and I, sometimes it's like that, but it's not always like that. It's like, no, this is mm-hmm. what's going on. This is what we're feeling. And this is what we're going to talk about. But this is our normal. And this is what people can expect. So yes. <laughs> yes. So this is normal. Maybe. Yes. That's, Who the fuck needs normal anyways? Uh, normal. Yeah. So as I was, and I didn't mean to keep like looking at my phone, but no, no, no fine. questions this week. That's okay. I just thought I'd check Inst- or Instagram again, but meh, yes. it's all good. It's all good. good. We can ask each other our own questions if we need someone to say, oh yeah, we got a few questions. (laughs) Well, and as, but as as guests come on, like, I think it'll be really interesting too, to have, you know, if somebody maybe has always wanted to talk to some particular person, but we get the the privilege, you know, and to actually speak to this person, we'd love to have a question from 
you know, elsewhere, somebody else to mm-hmm. ask the guest. So we'll see if that Absolutely. happens. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's, that's great. And I'm glad that you put yeah. that out. Um, yeah. What yeah. else do you want to talk about? Is there anything else before we kind of slowly start to. Honestly, I think what's, I want to be able to just kind of chat about is just knowing that, you know, there's some days where I find every hour I feel different and being so self-aware of my state of being and my hmm. more clarified like neurodiversity when people say to me like how are you i'm always now saying i'm fine right now <laughs> i'm fine right now i like yeah, i yeah, like i'll yeah. check in check in with me in a couple hours but like right now i'm i'm, I'm stable i'm present i'm aware yeah. i'm comfortable and then like you know in two hours from there it's like i'm not having a good minute or a good hour right now or i'm not feeling like i have the presence that I need to be in the moment of what I need to be doing and being able to identify that and know why and how and what do I have control over in terms of seeking accommodation or to be more adaptable to changing my scenarios to be more functional in the moment that's in the work setting or even in like a social setting I'm not I'm learning how to actually say hey this is what's going on right now this is what I need to be present. What can we do about it? Because yeah. I'm not able to provide my state that I wish I could provide how I was the last period of time. Maybe I'll perk back up in an hour, but for now, this is what I need. What can I do? Whereas I would think if I was a little bit less self-identified or self-aware, I might be more, okay, this is not great. I'm not feeling well, but I can power through because yeah. I know I have yeah. an hour to get a test done or I know that like in a half an hour I'll be done speaking with this person on a date or you find ways to kind of help you get through as a way of coping because we mask and we find ways to camouflage and present like we're not high maintenance or there's something the matter with us where others would have no issue if it was an average human but that's not how people that have neurodiverse tendencies especially if they're autistic um, how we function. We have different brains that are equally beautiful and functional, but they don't necessarily have always the same endurance or stamina that other brains may have in the same ways. And so I find it's been helpful over the last few months to really dial into that and actually say, okay, I'm feeling fine right now. I feel yeah. very proficient in my sco- in my socializing. You know, I feel really disconnected socially and unable to have deep conversations. I'm going to do this instead. That doesn't require much verbal communication, but I can be more tasking or operations. Um, And that's even like if I'm at home, I mean, like if I don't feel like texting someone back, I don't feel like a pressure to text them back right away. I just leave the message unread. So when I pick my my phone up, Mm -hmm. I know that even if I'm on the phone and I'm like, uh, stimming or self-soothing just by online shopping like window shopping online or on social media just because someone sends me a text message doesn't mean i have to get back to them right away do you know what i love yeah it would be you know what i love um is that and i and i appreciate about you and maybe uh being being neurodiverse is like somebody asks you how you are and you're not typically a response and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but typically a response from somebody who is neurodiverse wouldn't be necessarily to mask it. It's like, no, this, this is the truth. This is what's happening right now. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell you that, like why, you know, you don't really think about um, needing to pretend. Right. Not now. Which I is, don't. Yeah. Not okay, anymore, which, but in the past right. you, 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 you know, you mask. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess, um, but I, I think I just really appreciate that because I, I also, oh, I mean, like I understand sometimes a stranger, it's like, well, you don't necessarily want to tell a stranger, like your life story. It's like, but you don't really necessarily have to, but if somebody asks me, yeah, I, I do this all the time. Somebody asks me like, you know, the cashier at save on or something or grocery yeah, that's store, right. that's it's like, right. Oh, Hey, how are you doing tonight? I'd say nine times out of 10. If I'm not doing okay, I still won't say I'm good. I'll be like, well, not good, honestly, mm-hmm. but yeah. you know, but thanks for asking. Weird. But thanks for asking, yeah, mm-hmm. or whatever, but um I'd say the majority of people would just say good and move on because they also don't mm-hmm. want to necessarily have a conversation or or 
they don't want you to talk pry. about it. I mean, that makes sense too, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, I can tell when people come up and stuff, and they know that I'm sincere. I can tell when someone's feeling a bit off, and if not, I say to them like. I'm here if you want to talk about it for 30 seconds. Like, can I, can I be an ear for you? Mm -hmm. Um, Even though, you know, that's not what I'm being um, paid to do. It's something that it's part of proper experience of people and making them feel safe and comfortable and feel that Mm -hmm. they're acknowledged. And so out of confidence, I won't go into any detail, but I was assisting someone and uh, there was, when they came in seemed friendly and they were friendly, but they just explained what had just happened to them and what had happened previously. And it was a hmm. reflection of a, um, a troubled time in their past, I guess you could say, hmm. um, intentionally being very ambiguous here. And uh, yeah. And so I just let them speak for, you know, a minute as Ooh. I was, um, sorry, I just hit my mic. Yeah. Let them speak for a little bit while I was um, assisting them. And it was just interesting to be like, wow, like that's a lot. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. affect me hearing that, thankfully, but like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like this is the day that you're having so far. And I'm catching you in the moment where you are kind of now not processed yet, but you are able to verbally articulate what you just experienced. And I'm here to witness that. This it's is such nuts. a perfect way to actually kind of end the conversation. Yeah. Because um, I think that if there's something you could do to perhaps help somebody else, even unknowingly, is just sincerely ask them, how are you doing? And exactly what you said, you know, hey, um, if you want to talk about your day, I'm I'm all ears. If not, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. But just to give them that option. You know, because you never know when somebody could be like, you know what? Um, nobody's actually asked in the way that they actually care to listen. You can ask and be like, I just feel like that's a nice thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't super sincere or you actually want to hear. And I think pe- people people know the difference and they can tell. They can tell. And another thing so, that is on the same vein, just because this adds to the reinforcement mm-hmm. On less of a like someone sharing something in the day, but like I asked for someone's name, and they and they spelled they said it verbally, and I tried to spell it, and they and they said it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, your name is important. I want to know how to spell your mm-hmm. name so that mm-hmm. way you are addressed the way you're meant to be addressed. What is your how do how tell me how you spell your name? Mm-hmm. And so I went and did that. They came back after a bit before they left. They said, I just want to let you know that in the 10 or 11 years or whatever that I've been in in environments where people ask my name, you're the first person, I'm not kidding, the first person to actually ask me, how do I spell my name? So that way it's spelled correctly and it's pronounced correctly. And that's something that, even though it might seem stupid and subtle, is something that really makes such a difference. And I can't believe that it's been this long since someone has actually taken the time to make sure for five seconds that I'm being addressed the way that I want to be addressed. You know, and I've had a lot of experiences like this in the last few months, and it's fascinating. You know, people just want to be heard and seen and acknowledged and respected. So... Um, that's and accepted and accepted. That's a lot of things <laughs> embraced yeah, <laughs> and embraced and loved, but, not, <laughs> but, it's not, but it's not much to ask for, which is no, sad, but it no. seems like it. And, uh, I think that's, that's great. And, yeah. uh, and then something that, um, maybe the last thing we'll, I'll, we'll leave you with, unless you want to jump in here as well. But one of our past guests, Mr. Sean Antonio, um, congratulations on new baby boy, by Yay. the way. Miro is her name. Miro. Yeah. And um, it's okay to say that because he puts it out there on social media too and yes. whatnot. But uh something that he does, and he is a motivational, not just motivational speaker, but just a motive a motivational human being. Yeah. With Good his presence. Yeah. Um, he'll just say, Hey, you know what people also appreciate if you're thinking about somebody. It doesn't necessarily mean you need something or you need to ask a question of that person. Doesn't mean any of those things. Just shoot, just just shoot him a text and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about you." And that that just goes so far. It's so simple, you know. So you don't necessarily need to have a reason, like an actual tangible 
reason to reach out to loved ones or friends. It can just simply be to say, I'm thinking of you. Right? Yeah. So love you, Sean and Alicia. Love you both. Yeah. And, and I'm, just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna love fest these two because they've been so supportive of Rachel and I, and they yeah, are continuously helping phenomenal. us find ways to support, to connect, to gather, to grow our brand or platform or podcast even currently. So I just think it's important to acknowledge them and yeah. all and also while we're at it, um, some of the other folks who have connected us to some of our wonderful guests, especially our most recent two guests, as well as some other guests in the past time of our recording. So thank mm-hmm. you to a few of those individuals while re- respecting their um, confidence and their identities. Thank you for yeah. helping connect us to people that we normally might not know how to connect with or even know that they were around and giving exactly. us the platform for them to have the voice to share their story and their causes and their interests and their purposes. Yeah. So thank you to everybody. Let's just leave it there. Thank you to everybody. Love, 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 love. Okay. (laughs) Okay, folks. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for making it this far. If you did, pat on your back. Love to you. And um, we'll see you next time. Keep an eye out for those Instagram posts of me asking you to ask a question to our guest. And hopefully uh, we'll get your question answered. So Yes. Okay. Till next time. Bye-bye.